Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia, and today we're going to be joined by our good friend and our special guest here, the one, the only, Jeff Garcia of News 4 San Antonio, KABB, Fox 29, and the lead Spurs writer for the Spurs Zone. Jeff, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm ready for the break. Uh, you know, as much as the team probably needs the break and rest the legs for the second half, you know, you, me, all the rest of the those that cover the, the team could use a little time away. Yeah, and it's weird, right? Like, we have this game, t- you know, that's supposed to be be played on Thursday, you know, which is mm-hmm. later on today. And then we go on hiatus and we don't see the Spurs mm-hmm. back until yeah, Wednesday. Like eight days. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, dude, they, I guess they have to take a spring break as well. You know? <laughs> yeah, everybody does. And that's a good thing because I'm going to be out of town for spring break. So at least I don't have to worry about anything popping off for the Spurs or do I? You know, that's the yeah, discussion. Exactly. <laughs> that's the discussion. I don't know if we're going to be able to get cell service out in the sticks. So I might be surprised if I, I head over to my local Bucky's, you know? <laughs> What's going to happen when annoying um, the universe, Joe, is that you're going to be on vacation and that's when everything starts popping off. Right. I, I can almost guarantee that will happen. And what are we yeah. going to talk about is we're going to talk about the Spurs trade rumors. You know, we've heard rumors come, rumors go. This has been something that's been circulating, I guess, since almost the what beginning of the season, maybe even prior to that. Oh, the Spurs are entertaining, you know, shopping around LaMarcus Aldridge or DeMar DeRozan. They're listening to other teams, you know, calling them and, mm-hmm. and making offers. And I'm sure this happens throughout the year. And it's not just the Spurs. I'm sure other teams are calling each other, you know, just to inquire if there's you know, any interest in trading for such and such player or, you know, things like this are are the norm. But what kind of concerns me with this, you know, normally I'm not one to jump on, on any type of rumor, but with the way our current young core has progressed and you're seeing, you know, Hey, the team is actually in good hands. You know, we, we even Mm -hmm. have Yaka portal who kind of took away the starting position from one LaMarcus Aldridge. And the Mm -hmm. thing is with me, and you know this as well, covering the Spurs for so long, LaMarcus Aldridge at times, he's a little thin-skinned. He gets his feelings hurt pretty easy. You know, coming off the bench might be a hard pill to swallow for him. So with these latest rumors swirling around and with the evolution of our, our our young core, you know, really, you know, showing some promise and playing really good right now. Mm hmm if something comes along the Spurs way that makes sense, I think at this point in time, you pull the trigger. I don't know how likely they will, they are to do that, Jeff, but it's interesting to me. Let's put it this way. You know, not saying that this is, you know, concrete, the rumor swirling around, but there's a possibility to me that something could happen. I mean, how are you feeling? Yeah. You know, you know what? I think all teams right now are picking up the phones, making phone calls, um, receiving phone calls. This is just the norm. Every team is doing it right now, even as we speak and record this show. So for that report to come out, whether it be from The Athletic or Mark Spears or at ESPN, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to come out. And it's, it does make sense that the viable options or the pieces that the Spurs can use right now are the veterans, the way The Athletic reported, or to specific veterans the way ESPN Spears did with DeRozan and LaMarcus. That's not uncommon. What is, I think what you should be looking at, though, or, or 
how LaMarcus Aldridge is being treated right now. Not necessarily bad by San Antonio at all. But, you know, all of a sudden he gets a stomach ache. All of a sudden he gets another stomach ache. I mean, those are signs that, okay, maybe he is sick. You know, who am I to say he's not not telling the truth? But those kind of reports and you combine everything together lead you to think that if there's going to be a deal, it's going to involve veterans. And if there is going to be a deal, the bigger trade chips among those veterans are LMA and Rosen. So I would hope Brian Wright is on the phone. I would hope uh, he's making calls to try to net something for these veterans rather than seeing them walk. It's a win-win situation for them. They can get something for them now, or they can just you know see them walk, which would suck because you don't get anything returned, but you have a lot of money. I mean, I think the Spurs are just a, a little over $59 million, uh, as far as payroll next season. As opposed to this year, they're hovering around 139 million. That's a significant drop off. So, yeah, I hope Wright is trying to make d- deals. I hope he's trying to net something for these guys before they walk. But if you parcel it down a bit more, Joe, it, it, it's hard for me to see LMA in the Spurs' long term future plans. I, I mean, I think even if he stays the course and finishes out this year or gets traded, there's no way he factors in that he can't be. I think the writing's on the wall. The real big issue is DeMar DeRozan because he could factor into the Spurs' long-term plans, Joe. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. You know, everybody's like, well, the Spurs really can't go out there and make a, a big play to to pick up a bona fide superstar in the offseason because there's really not anybody available. To me, I think the big move for the team well, is... Why Leonard back, Joe? Oh, my goodness. Why, <laughs> why you got to bring up that that name for? <laughs> the fake number I'm two. And no. I, I know that gets you going, Joe. Yeah, the fake number two, that, that would be the return of the prodigal son, which I, I highly doubt <laughs> that will ever happen, yeah. given his diva ways now. You know, he's too high maintenance yeah. for us. You know, and the you know, best that we could do is give him a, a, a taco, you know, a, a really good <laughs> taco here in San Antonio, and that's not going to be enough for him. But given the way that things are right now, I think the big play is for the team to just maybe sign DeMar DeRozan in the offseason. I think he's a a solid player, a solid contributor. He's been one of the most consistent players for this San Antonio Spurs team. And I still think he can ball. You know, at, at the end of the day, I wouldn't mind having him back. You know, LMA can, go, can walk. You know, Rudy Gay, mm-hmm. he still has value, you know, coming off that bench, being a savvy veteran. Rudy Gay, Patty Mills have been the heart and soul of this second unit. You know, they've produced since the beginning of the season. They've looked good out there. They've kept us in some games. Unfortunately, things just don't always go our way. But that second unit with both Demo- with, with both Rudy and uh, Patty has been really solid for us. If you were to trade away one or both of those pieces, then our bench would, I think, be in trouble. You know, we're having to depend on a younger core who, who who lacks experience. So how reluctant are the Spurs to to let go of maybe a, a Rudy Gay or a LaMarcus Aldridge? I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, I think if you get a good pick or you get an asset in return that is comparable and will help the team going forward and we don't have to absorb a huge contract like we're hearing with Kevin Love, you know, and these rumors, you know, abound. The Cavs are interested in trading, you know, Kevin Love to the Spurs for one LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm like, that probably is not going to happen. As you well know, Jeff, do the Spurs want to absorb a big contract? Probably not. 
you know, yeah. so that would yeah, make sense. You want to preserve that the flexibility they have right now. Yeah, exactly. That just that just wouldn't make sense from a financial perspective. But getting something in return for Lamarcus versus getting nothing in return and just letting him walk. I don't know, man. I think at this point in time, as you stated, how do you go from coming off the bench and looking good, you know, and you, you were playing at a high level, looking great out there with the second unit. Then all of a sudden you have a stomach ailment for the next two games. To me, that just mm-hmm. it screams to me. I'm not saying that this is true. I'm just basing it on off of suspicions based on the way LaMarcus Aldridge is. I, I just think he might be a little disgruntled behind the scenes. He might be upset coming off that bench. Well, He's not sitting well with him. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that all um, professional athletes don't want to come off the bench, especially the, the like a guy like LMA, who's a multi, um, multi-time uh, all-star. Uh, you know, he's he's been there, done that. You know, he's never won a chip. But nevertheless, he has numbers in his career that are pretty good. And since his rookie season, that was the last time he was on the bench. And he's pretty much been a starter for the rest of his career until this season. So, yeah, it's, it's just it's every athlete doesn't want to come off the bench. Ask Mano Ginobili. He said he hated coming off the bench, but he did it for the team. You don't know if LaMarcus Aldridge is in the same mold. Look, remember early in his NBA uh, Spurs career, excuse me, he wanted out of San Antonio. And that was just right after they signed him. I think it was in the second year. Yeah. So, uh, again, like you, Joe, like you're saying, like you don't know anything. Look, I don't know anything. I don't know if he's demanding to get out, but there is a history there. Even Popovich admitted that, yeah, LMA wanted out and that he had to talk to him. So maybe it's not apparent, but that could be happening behind the scenes. All in all, Joe, I think even if you deal LMA you know, before the trade deadline, you're you're not going to get that much of a haul back. And I think Spurs fans need to realize that they're, they're not getting Anthony Davis. They're not getting, um, you know, Devin Booker. You know, th- it's not going to go to that level because he's now often injured. Um, he's not putting up the numbers that he used to. He only has one double figure rebounding game this season. And then that's it. You know, you know, is this the sign of his decline? Well, then if it is, and he's not the same LMA as he was before, then you're really not going to get that much in return, Joe. Yeah. You know, Spurs fans, uh, have been keeping an eye on one John Collins for quite some time. <laughs> yeah. How likely is that going to happen? I doubt yeah, that. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not going to give up calling for LMA. You're going to have to either throw in one of the young guys and maybe absorb one of their contracts. And um, but yeah, and then it's a straight up deal ain't going to happen. Yeah, that's that's what I'm I'm thinking as well. You know, it, it's it is what it is. If, if LMA is demanding a trade, he's not happy. He's like, look, I don't want to play another game coming off the bench. You either put me in as a starter again, or you just deal me to somebody else. If it comes to that, just, you know, you're just going to have to try to make the best possible trade moving forward. You're not going to really get uh, a comparable asset uh, because let's face it, like you steady LMA is kind of on the wrong age of 30, you know, at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, the only other team that I think another team that would be interested in making a, a, a trade with the Spurs would be a team that that maybe thinks that they can make a playoff run and values uh, sees the value in a big man. I don't know if LMA can be a true starter in the NBA moving forward. Maybe for a team that's you know depleted, possibly. But I think at this point he's shown that he has value coming off the bench. So by him no longer being a starter in that starting role, yeah, trying to get a 
a good asset for him at this point in time, it's just not going to happen. You know, the best that we could do is get maybe a pick, Jeff. I mean, the draft is stacked. What if they throw a, a couple picks at a second round is still not bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is an option. And it's likely what you're probably going to get uh, from uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. And, it, it, you know, if this is just his decline and we're witnessing it, I mean, it happens to all players. I mean, this happened to Tim Duncan. He came off the bench uh, in his final year before calling it a day. Uh, it's just the nature, it's just the cycle of uh, pro athletes. And LMA, if it is a decline versus a uh, fitting in situation, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's A, you know, he's not the same LMA back in his Portland days or early San Antonio days. And B, it's just look at the team around him. Young guns, young guns. DeMar DeRozan is not that old. And not to say LMA's old. I mean, I'm a lot older than him. Uh, but it's just, uh, you know, the style of play the Spurs run doesn't fit. And he doesn't give you what he used to give you uh, in his uh, career. So I think it's a mixture of everything. A bad fit. The numbers show it. The eye test shows it. Uh, you know, we know how we know how they played in the bubble last year. They played well without him. And we know how they're playing right now without him. They're playing well. They're above 500. So it's just a bad mix right now for LMA and San Antonio. Yeah, I think the writing's on the wall. The team looks a lot better without LMA in the mix. You know, it's obvious to everybody who's watched any games as of late. You know, Yaka Portal in that starting position makes the team a lot better defensively. You know, and, and the way mm -hmm. that he's able to run the floor, his, you know, very active on the defensive front, going after rebounds, blocking shots. Uh, setting screens, setting picks. I mean, he he's just, he's really working it, you know. And I think over, what, the last uh, couple games, he scored in double digits, and he's also had double digits in rebounding as well, which just goes to show you that he's really starting to come into his own, right, Jeff? Yeah, he really is. And um, he's he's giving you exactly what you wanted out of him after giving him that uh, hefty, uh, well, not hefty, but a good pay raise in the off season, he meshes well uh, with these young guys. He's, I, I mean, you pick a defensive uh, number. I mean, he's right up there, whether it be opponent field goal percentage, he's ranks it up there. Whether it be offensive rebounding, he ranks right up there. So you, you, you're glad that he turned the, the table because remember his start to the season wasn't so hot, uh, but you're glad he did. I mean, just took a little time. Does he need to work on things? Of course, we all know about the offensive end, but I, I Pardo has been one of the shining uh, mo shining uh, points of the season so far. You could throw in so many. Uh, DeJounte Murray turning the corner. Keldon Johnson being named to the Rising Stars uh, USA roster. There's just so much good that's happening right now with the young core, and Pardo is a part of that. So we're looking at what Pardo's done in the last uh, three games, uh, for example. Eight points versus the Knicks, 14 points versus the Nets, and six points versus the Pelicans. He had a double-double against the Nets, 14 and 12, and he had 11 rebounds against the Pelicans. Uh, he's just playing really well. He's playing within his role, and it's effective. Yeah, he's looking really good, I got I to gotta say. And, I mean, at this at this juncture, even the advent of one Luka Samanic, you know, getting minutes, looking mm -hmm. good out there, not only defensively, but also being able to knock down a three. You know, his his shot and the rotation, the arc that he gets on that release, I mean, it's beautiful to look at. This kid, Luca, he's going to be a special player. He's going to be a really good shooter. He has all the mechanics for that. 
And the only thing he's lacking right now is experience and confidence. And that's mm-hmm. starting to come around. You know, he's getting confident. And you can see that the the players out there are happy for him. You know, when he does good, they know the team is going to do better. But more importantly, uh, these players are, 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 are friends. You know, it's like your brothers are out there. So you get happy when, when somebody's doing mm-hmm. really good. And you can tell that they're just ecstatic for, for Luca and what he's been able to do as of late. So I think at this juncture, if the Spurs wanted to make a trade and, you know, let LMA go for, for something rather than nothing, I think Luca can can kind of fit that role and play great, you know, coming off the yeah, bench. Yeah, I, I, I definitely would like to see him, though, get a little bit more uh, time on the court before yeah. we go that far. You know, I, I really, really do. Uh, and I think um, he'll in time, you know, you'll definitely see that he um, you look at his usage rate. The Spurs slowly but surely have been using him more and implementing him into the uh, Spurs system. So you want to look at what that well, what are those usage numbers? So let's go ahead and take a look at that. So I go to my hood handy dandy, clean the glass. And yeah, he is just uh, just playing so well right now. Every game since getting recalled, his usage rate has spiked. It started at 8% usage rate up to now 22%. So if you want to break it down a little further, by the way, um, excuse me, that 8% uh, was against the Thunder in a loss. 8.8% against the Pelicans, 12.5%. Against the Nets, 16.7%. And against the Knicks, 22%. That tells you that the Spurs are trusting him giving him touches, giving him time, and the proof is in the pudding. Uh, he had uh, 11 points in 17 minutes, and I uh, went over the Knicks. He had his six rebounds. Uh, he had eight points versus the Nets. He had four rebounds. So uh, you like what you're seeing out of him. But he still needs more seasoning in the NBA. It's a great start. Let's just see where this goes. Yeah, it's a great start, you know, and I'm I'm with you. You know, I want to see where it goes. But it's it's obviously, you know, uh, a good thing when when some of your younger core – starts to really come into their own and starts really showing you something. And I think when we compare Luca, where he was at at the beginning of the season to where he's at currently, it's night and day. You know, I mean, it's he's like looks like a completely different player, Jeff. And mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for him. I know that there's the joke going on Spurs Twitter, you know, are you going to jump on the Luca train and, you know, <laughs> sign your apology form? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been funny to see that, you know, so I think Spurs fans that kind of left the kid for for dead are, are having to eat crow now. So it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. You know? uh, I mean, I, I, I don't think they should be eating crow right now. I mean, I, I think three games is a good start, but I think it needs to be a larger sample size. Uh, and then we'll see where it goes, uh, especially in the second half, because they're going to need young legs. He has them because that we know the second half is going to be jam packed and. It couldn't make or break this team, depending on how they do. And uh, look, they won their first back-to-back set. So the A, that's a good start. Uh, they had a couple of days off before uh, the game versus the Thunder. So yeah, you know, good signs. And they're in the mix of things. They're in the mix of the playoffs. And you hope you keep that momentum moving forward. Yeah. So are you officially on the Luca train? I never left. I was always, <laughs> uh, you know, giving him a shot, um, arguing that why should of uh, the young the young guys in San Antonio be afforded time on the court and why were Spurs fans so you know you know open to letting them take their bumps and bruises and learning uh, moments and teaching moments but yet they didn't want to give that to Luca. So and I get it, you know, you see Kelvin Johnson succeed and but he was drafted after Luca. 
And then in the little time, I believe he prior to this season, he only had 48 minutes of NBA experience. That's it. Yeah. So I have always felt that the argument should be give this kid a, a, a shot. And now he's getting the shot. He's taking advantage of it. And, and kudos to him. He told me that he realized that he didn't take advantage of his opportunities in, in his rookie year. He's certainly doing it now. Yeah, that he is. You know, I got to call one of our, our fellow Spurs Twitter uh, peeps out here, uh, Mac Benya. Uh, he, he officially wanted to join the Luca train. And Ty said, we're going to go ahead and let him in. He's been forgiven. And I said, I'm going to close the door, slam the door on his face. But I was just <laughs> kidding with him. <laughs> I'm going to let him join the Luca train. He's, he's seen the error of his ways. So <laughs> right, right. Everybody's been forgiven. You, you can jump on the Luca train now. But look, but the moment he has a horrible game, yeah, all hell's gonna break loose. <laughs> that it will. That it will. You know, Spurs Twitter. It's it's, you know, either you go in all in or, the next day, you know, it, it could just be, yeah, you know, we don't like this player anymore. We don't like you anymore. Right. You know, we want him out. Let's trade him. And then, kid comes and drops twenty. Man, he looks great. You know, why were we mad at him? <laughs> you know, it's 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 crazy being on Spurs Twitter, man. Winning and scoring cures all. It does, man. But it's Spurs, Spurs Twitter is crazy, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but the Spurs are doing good right now. So everything is copacetic, you know. So the minute that it we is. lose, uh, we'll see the regulars come out again. But I got to tell you, Jeff, if there's one thing that's really got me excited, it's the new drop from Top Shot. They're going to be dropping some new new packs here. Are you going to go and get yours? Well, I, I, I have a um, – I was one of the early adopters of Top Shop. As a matter of fact, many people don't know this. I'm actually the Top Shop Spurs ambassador. Uh, during the beta testing, I was approached by the NBA slash Top Shop to help promote it. Uh, they took a pause in marketing right now because they're focusing on you know uh, other aspects – but I try to get the word out there early uh, in the Top Shop's creation and launch, and not one Spurs fan took advantage of any um, took advantage of anything I said. I said, "Hey, come to me if you need anything." Not one. Now they're calling. Now they're looking. But it's too late now because they stopped marketing. But I was able to grab a few packs early um, when it launched, and let's just say I've already made some nice coin off it. So. It's it's fun. I think all everybody should definitely go check out Top Shot. It's just a fun way. Just think basketball cards, but digitally. That's it. That's that's the only difference. Yeah, they got some new drops coming up here. Uh, so I'm gonna keep an eye on that. See if I can get my hands. I on have some. A, a metallic gold Rudy game. One of the oh, hardest man. ones to find. I have it. I wonder how much that's gonna uh, garner you if you you decide to. Well, I don't know. Probably not a lot. It's Rudy game. But, um, <laughs> well, let's just let's just find out right now. Let's see see what I. So currently, and today, and March fourth, the Rudy Gay Metallic is going for a drum roll, please. The lowest, the lowest price, seven hundred and thirty-four dollars for it. The highest price is two hundred and fifty thousand. Wow. Now, what's been the top sale? So, how much has some one individual paid for this gold metallic Rudy Gay digital card that I own? $4,444. That's some good scratch, dude. Yep. I already sold two, and I already I got some extra scratch coming my way. So go to Topshop. Get yourself some packs. You never know. A lot of the reason why mine are very uh, 
pricey because they were the series one edition one the first ever's to be launched and not one spurs fan caught my tweets about it oh well well you had some stuff to give out for free or no i just could have got you in there like back then i think packs were like dirt cheap i think they were like i mean they're still cheap if you go with the commons like 14 but I, I believe they were like five bucks back then. Like that, that really gay metallic one I got off a uh, five buck pack. So Jeez. that's crazy. That's it, they were just, uh, they were just like, uh, cheaper back then. Yeah. And that's insane to think about how, how inexpensive it is because now I think it's like what a pack is like 12 or 14 bucks. And then if they have, they have yeah, different yeah. packs and they can go up to like, I think 19 bucks or 20 bucks. I don't know. It's all different, I have different prices. I have this um, Jason Tatum Top Shop um, digital card, and it's at the bubble, and it, it's where he took some ridiculous three-point shot, like from like the logo. And I've had a few people ask me for it. Uh, right now, the lowest asking price is one thousand two hundred and twenty-five dollars. The um, the highest sale or the best sale of this two thousand five hundred and ninety-nine dollars. So yeah, you could definitely make some scratch. This is crazy. I never thought it would be this popular when it first came out. I could see the potential, you know, kind of like when you saw those cards, you know, that, that become available when you're playing NBA 2K, you know, but these are a little yeah. bit different. Um, I never thought it would go, you know, and be this popular, you know, so goes to show what I knew, you know, so. No, I mean, like I tell I tell everybody, pay attention to my Twitter. You never know what can pop up. Yeah. So there you go. Well, we're going to go. What he did. Oh, well. We're going to start bringing this thing to a close, but I got to ask you your thoughts for tomorrow's series finale, or hopefully it's just a season finale of one division. If it is a series finale, I'm glad I am okay with that because I think it should go out on top and be, yeah, it should lead into the movies uh, whenever they do release on demand or in theaters. Uh, it's been a, it's been a great ride. It's great. It's good to see the closest version we got of uh, House of M come to life on the big screen. Were there changes from House of M? Of course, but um, all in all, you know, I mean, by now everybody knows White Vision, so that's gonna that's huge. Uh, we, we know um, it was very eerily reminiscent of the Phoenix, which you had the vision of the Scarlet Witch. I thought that was interesting. My first thought was like, oh my god, we're getting Phoenix. And then I saw the silhouette and said, no, it's, it's Scarlet Witch. Um, but all in all, it's been a great ride. I just hope it goes out with a bang. I think everybody kind of already can figure out what the big cameo is. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But uh, I think everybody knows who is it going to be. I'm looking forward to it. And, yeah, good job, Marvel, once again. They do a bang-up job. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm waiting for a big reveal. I hope that the cameo isn't just, you know, I'm, if you've already seen the episode eight. You already know. I hope it's not just vision versus vision. You know, I hope that's mm-hmm. not the big cameo, the big reveal that they've been alluding to. I hope there's a little bit more. I, I want to see something a little bit uh, more revealing. My belief it's going to be something more. I'm, I'm hoping that it is. That's that's the only thing, because yeah. if this was it, I'm going to be like they they pranked us all. They trolled us all. I might be a little disappointed, to be honest. You know, I'm expecting a little bit more. So. I hope it delivers. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for the big payoff. This is the final episode. I'm gonna stay up till two o two a.m. and watch the episode. That's I'm a diehard fan of this series, and I'm gonna stay up and watch it. I, I know I, I think that's past your bedtime, Jeff. 
Yeah, I, I've been paying. I'll catch it uh, whenever it comes out. I guess in the morning or in the afternoon. I ain't staying up. I got I got so many things to do. I need my rest. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll find out what happens. I'm sure we'll discuss the following day. <laughs> you know, sharing Absolutely. our thoughts. <laughs> so before we go ahead and bring the show to an end, where can they uh, follow you on Twitter? And also, where can they go ahead and see all the great articles you got coming out? Yeah, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Spurs uh, on the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. They, um, just, it's not just simply Locked On Spurs. You can get Locked On Pelicans, Locked On Thunder, uh, even Locked On NFL Team. So it's all there. Go check it out. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone and keep an eye on Spurs Zone. A lot of articles coming that'll put a smile on Spurs fans' faces. So I'm gonna leave it at that, Joe. And there you go. So make sure you go ahead and follow. So you Jeff. pay attention to the Twitter. Then make sure you go and follow Jeff. I was going to say, make sure you follow him on Twitter. Yeah. You know, so you can go ahead and keep up to date with all the latest things going on with the San Antonio Spurs. And not only that, maybe Jeff might have a giveaway or two. He's been known to do that. So you got to follow him. Mm-hmm. You just got to pay attention. The ones that do pay attention, man, they get to me quick. They're like, we just saw it. Give it to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like when you were giving away the Hot Wheels. I'm like, if you want the yep. Hot Wheels, you just got to pay attention to Jeff. Yep. There you go. And you can also follow me at Two Shots Podcast. It's all spelled out T W O, Two Shots Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also check out our website at twoshotspodcast.com. So for Jeff Garcia, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace. <laughs>